Hey gang, that's Holly. And that's Brooke. And this is the Macopcast. And I'm Nikon. Um, quick disclaimer, speaking of Nikon being here, if you hear little tip-taps in the background, we're not at our usual recording place right now, and that's my dog Zeus. He's currently in my lap, though, so hopefully he stays there. The resident squonk has arrived. Yes, the squonk is here for a squonkular episode. You might hear some snortling in the background. Yeah. That is our squonk. We are recording in my apartment today um, because we have the squonk present. So The squonk does not play nice with the kitty cats in the other apartment. No. I mean, he doesn't play nice with the kitty cat in this apartment, but we're working on it, so it's good for him to be here. He's Winry's too sensitive to for him. Yeah. No, we don't... We don't want to Fern fuck would, up Winry's space. No, like but Fern would literally end Zeus. Oh, <laughs> I mean, if Cricket was given the opportunity, I think she would also end Zeus. I agree. Uh, Cricket I think, would just sit on him and he would be like, eh. <laughs> he's so scared of her. Yeah. I think if she ever realizes how scared Zeus is of her. I, I think power, she knows. That's true. But like, if she ever fully realizes, because I feel like her the power. only reason that Zeus has the dynamic he does is because he can bark loud and then she'll get scared. Yeah, that's true. But if she, like, if he didn't have that power over her, yeah, it'd all be over. She it would just be. does not like the loud sound. No, she doesn't like any loud sounds. I mean, I don't either. Just like her mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, episode 38. 38. Ready? Oh, why'd you say that? Ready? I don't know. <laughs> Are we time? Yeah. It's time for contenders. I don't. Yeah, I don't think we, we don't have anything have, to touch on from last time. Yeah, I. Time. What were our last two episodes? Oh, I feel like I'm okay. This isn't. What was it? Just the other day, I brought up. It's raining. Yes. No. Nice. Perfect podcast. We want weather. it to be fall so badly. Anyway, sorry, so I'm like all over the place. I was covering, um, the beast of. Bray Road, and I talked about the Rosemary um, Kennedy thing. Yeah. And then, like, that same week, or, like, the week before, or, like, within a couple weeks, um, My Favorite Murder just covered that. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, did this happen before me or after what I said? But now, like, I will definitely put that one on the shelf for a while, because, yeah, like, let they it just sit. covered it. Yeah. Um, but if you want to know more about what happened to her, you can listen to it on one of their recent episodes. I think nice. Georgia covered it. I'm not caught up on... I, like, stopped listening to theirs for a bit and started listening to Morbid. And for some reason, I can't listen to both at the same time. I, I can't listen to any, <laughs> like, I can't listen to podcasts mixed. Yeah. Um, and so I've, I've been collecting a backlog for yeah. my favorite murder. But, um, yeah, but no, nothing else, I think, to report on from the past. Nice. I think. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I have anything. For my either good mm. i don't ever want to think about the nos nos again yeah i don't think anyone does awful um not even the nos nos wants to yeah true no. um but yeah what are you possibly going to be doing my contender she's gonna be week? doing it it's <laughs> oh. just a question of when true <laughs> um i will be covering the 1973 and i believe it's pronounced mount Gambier cave diving accident. Oh. What year did you say? 1973. Okay. Ours are actually in the same time period. Oh, really? Yeah, because mine's a 1974. Wow. Uh, partially, technically solved, partially unsolved murder of Sandra Rivet 
in in um, 1974. I know, but what country? England. Oh, mm-hmm. I was like, what if it was in Australia too? No, that would have be, been like, good. super yeah. weird. <laughs> I would have been like, da 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 da. <laughs> X Files, do do do. <laughs> I don't know if I can sing that on here. Uh, it's fine. It wasn't enough. Yeah. That could have been anything. Oh hi! Yeah. I have a little Zeus underneath me. Excellent. Oh, breaking news. Huh? We got Fern <gasps> and Zeus yes. matching frog costumes. Yeah. They're adorable. So cute. It's unrelated that they're matching. It's just that we, we both just, wanted it. Yeah, we just both saw the costumes and we were like pets. Mm-hmm. Anywho. <laughs> and your topic? I, I just said. Yeah, she uh, did. The solved slash unsolved murder of Sandra yeah. Ribbit. And we're anything ready. else? Or that's it? That's no, all you're going to say? Okay. That's all you I just ready. wasn't sure if you... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. All right. So let's fucking go then, bitch. <laughs> it looks like they're already getting mad, so I think it's perfect time for some rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Settle it in Rochambeau. I'm ready. Okay. Are we ready? Mm. Are you sure you're ready? Yes. Okay, cool. We got a rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Paper, paper. Oh, Zeus, Zeus had to even inspect Zeus, it. Zeus oh, got really excited. Zeus is the assistant referee. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> you guys ready for round two? Mm-hmm. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <gasps> Holly wins. Paper gets cut I by scissors. Rude. Brooke, how, how do you feel about this loss? Oh, yeah, this is the loser interview. This is the loser interview. What do you... Do you think you just didn't want it enough? Yeah, I think I... Think I Honestly, I think my head was too big in round one. Yeah. And then I, I because of that, I didn't give it my full like heart. In, Would you say in you were two. cruising off of the draw in the rush that gave you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you weren't yeah. really thinking about mm-hmm. your move. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a classic mistake. Yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. As a veteran of the game, oh, I totally. Yeah, totally. Well, anyways, Holly, as the winner, <laughs> do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'm going first. I had a feeling. Shocking. Partly mm. because mine is very long. Um, so and... we should get it out of the way. <laughs> and I kind of want to get it out of the way. All right, let's do it. Oh, uh, Holly, I probably shouldn't be asking you this while we're recording, but did mm-hmm. you get a chance to look over it today? I did, yes. Look at you. Yeah, I looked over it this morning. Um, things have been very crazy this week, so I have... And this um, particular topic had a lot to research, and I don't even think I researched everything that I could have. And the sources were so many. So the sources were so many. They were so many. Um, oh, goodbye. So I have lots of, you know what I should have done is I, sh- I should have put together pictures of the people ahead of time, but I didn't. So that will be my cross to bear. Um, That's so rude of you because I love visuals. I, well, I'll give you visuals. Don't worry. But wow. I just it's about vibes. Bro. I just I'm gonna have to like maybe pause for a second and pull it up. So for the murder of Sandra Rivet, mm-hmm. uh, this murder actually usually goes by a different name because they focus on the person who murdered her. Um, Ew. Fuck that. So I'm not going to do that. Um, Gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my sources for today are the book Mystery, Intrigue, and the Supernatural by Roger Bohr and Nigel Blundell, um, which is actually a book that I got from Goodwill. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. And 
so I found the topic in that and like read over it it does just like a little synopsis mm-hmm. so that's how I found the topic and I love I, finding that kind of stuff like yeah. I, oftentimes that's how I find a topic is like in something weird I like a short little blurb about yeah. it I want to get the Atlas Obscura yes. book so that I can use it for that mm-hmm. um but then I also found a um a YouTube video that was like 45 minutes long that sick like had a good overview of the case as well and the wikipedia article um and then i also stumbled across um the fact that the that lady lucan who is the wife of the person accused of murdering sandra rivet okay she did an interview right with someone this like is the thing you told me about yeah, yeah like many years after this all happened and she did an interview with someone it was like a 45 minute interview and they like talked all about her life and this case and like all of like her account of what happened and like all of this stuff um they played home videos of, that she had and like it was it was really cool uh it was had so much like personal information in it too um so that's also where i get a lot of my information is like directly from the source although it is a biased source true but it is a source um and i mean i feel like like for example even if it is a biased source acknowledging that and still hearing what's still basically a first-hand account of like from someone's perspective what happened Mm -hmm. it can still give so much insight even oh yeah even though it's biased. Exactly. Because yeah. if you know, like, which perspective it is, yeah. you can kind of place and it. I did, like, cross-check the perspective against other sources, and it was, like, the exact same. Right. So, and I'm sure a lot of sources got some of their information from that interview, and, you know. Yeah. But still. But still. Yeah. Um, still, that's really cool. Yeah. That's so. The, that's kind of, like, the dream with researching yeah, is yeah. Find, like, finding something like that yeah. yeah exactly yeah so i've got like some direct quotes from her in here as well um i before i start with the actual story yes i am going to give some trigger warnings for this one because cool. because i was able to find a lot of background personal information this story includes a lot of like personally emotionally difficult things um okay so there and it's also a murder case so like please be aware that there will be murder and violence um what and <laughs> shocking shocking and shocking. then <laughs> also um there will be mentions of abuse of basically every kind um great yeah love it particularly for this crowd including myself i (laughs) i wanted to also give like a trigger warning of gaslighting is prominent um nice call out post by the way like medical gaslighting yeah Yeah. (laughs) medical gaslighting as well Um, oh thanks yeah. yeah so i just wanted to give people a heads up there's also um what i would consider sexual assault but none of the sources considered it that um okay which may be because this happened in 1974 and also how many of these writers were men probably a lot um yeah yeah so yeah so just like as a 
fair warning to everyone, trigger warning, like those things will come up and I'm going to try and like talk about them as sensitively as possible. But there are, there is some like kind of intense, there's like one intense moment and I will try and give a warning of that. Good to know. Mm Mm-hmm outside of the murder there's Mm -hmm. one intense moment Mm -hmm. outside of the murder right uh good to know yeah to know thank you it's a good i was gonna say (laughs) that was the perfect amount of information for a psa like that yeah yeah um because i do want to just you know it's the this is like me on a little soapbox here right now and i'm gonna just say it really quickly we we love the soapbox in this Mm -hmm. podcast but i can i put the soapbox in my cabinet Yes. Uh, <laughs> nice. What scent? <laughs> Eucalyptus. Soap scent. Soap. <laughs> Soap. But I will always remember being at our university and one of the professors that we didn't like very much um, in our capstone class mm-hmm. uh, getting weird about trigger warnings and being like I don't understand why those are necessary yeah I don't understand why you need them like it doesn't make any sense Uh and people defending it and I think the best thing that I like can say about trigger warnings is that and I think I said this in the class too is that it's not because you can't hear those things mentioned or said or that you like have to leave the room necessarily like when those things are mentioned or said right right which like is a valid response that's totally fair yeah, to super leave valid. the room that's yeah, super valid but, if you hit your boundary yeah do your thing you know but the importance of trigger warnings is to give people a chance to regulate beforehand so that it doesn't become triggering or a panic attack so that right. you can you prepare your body for the fact that it's something that may be distressing by mm-hmm. regulating ahead of time. And so, so you get it, fucking blindsided. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it is like incredibly important. And I don't think that people think about it in that way. No. And, and it, it, the uh, thing about yeah. it is like people like that professor mm-hmm. who are yeah. basically yeah. dust yeah. to mm-hmm. like yeah. d- j- I'm going to say it. One I'm, I'm step gonna, in the grave. Yeah. I'm going to say it. <laughs> yeah. Just die already. I, I just, like, there's so many. Can you say it a little louder? Just, like, there's so many people in the world, like, just die already to certain age Thank groups. You. Ugh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Oh, I also wanted to say, I my way of thinking about it is, if you don't get why people need trigger warnings, they're not for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, d- why are you wanting? It's also, to me, it's just like, dude... It is not that hard to Mm-mm. accommodate people. No. It literally takes two seconds. Calm mm-hmm. down. It's fine. It's not going to wreck your whole life. and It's not like you have to turn your whole life into accommodating he also, people. It takes no time. And yeah. No and this is like the same person who did other stupid, shitty things yeah. too, though. Like, yeah. Which, call you, like, make you do an office meeting with him where he would, like, interrogate you about your life. Yeah. Oh, Which I I've heard of was rich. Focus. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. But so I did want to just, I'm off my soapbox now, but I did want to just, an aside for anyone listening who maybe is confused about trigger warnings, which I, I know a lot of our audience isn't, but in case there are people who are. Or if you um, want a new way to explain it to someone else. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, because I I did find that explanation effective for him. Um, I I also used my own personal experience in the explanation, which no one is required to do. It just shuts people up faster. That's true. Um, Oh, yeah. It's more... um, It makes it real for them. I love the psychological, like, weaponization. warfare. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like... It makes it to where they have to attack you personally instead of, uh, like... Making like, instead it, of an imaginary conversation, yeah, if, if, yeah, if you don't tie yourself yeah. into it, then they have the opportunity to like say a lot more mean things, and they won't feel as bad about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, because they're not saying it to someone's face or whatever. It's mm-hmm. essentially a say it to my face move. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love doing that. Yeah, but um, which getting, is kind of what I did actually in his office meeting. That's anyways. true. Like, yeah, <laughs> nice. um, but that person aside. Uh, <laughs> Let's start off with talking about Sandra Ribbit. Okay. Um, this is going to be so weird. It I'm is. sorry. I also am going to be referring to her as Sandra in this. That's so going to be so weird. So our listener, Sandra, who is also our friend, uh, who well. we've like mentioned many times. Yeah. It's like she's our number one fan. I know. It's oh, yeah. it's going to be weird. So sorry, Sandra, you're going to be murdered today, I guess. <laughs> Uh, oh no, Sandra! Oh no! Um, <laughs> Someone called a call. I hope you feel better soon. <laughs> um, but let's. We'll. I'll start with who Sandra Rivet is. Um, Sandra Eleanor Rivet was born on September sixteenth, nineteen forty-five. She was the third kid in her family, and her parents were Albert and Eunice Hensby. Oh, yeah. So her birth name is Sandra Eleanor Hensby. Um, It's her maiden name. Mm -hmm. Um, When she was two years old, her family moved from England to Australia. um, And then they moved back to Um, England. There's the Australia connection. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Shit. There it is. Um, So she moved to Australia and then they moved back in 1955. Um, Sandra was described, like, by her teachers and peers as intelligent, although she does not excel academically. Interesting. Yeah. Um, she was, once they had moved back to England, she was actually very popular in school. When they were in Australia, she wasn't. Um, she, like, was struggling there. Interesting. Um, she never did get into university, but she worked for a bit as an apprentice hairdresser. Cute. And then as a secretary in Croydon, England. Oh. Um, she was in a relationship with an unidentified man. None of the sources were, like, had a name unidentified for him. Unidentified man probably was a woman. Yeah. I've decided. Let's go. All right. <laughs> we're starting rumors. Unidentified woman. Unidentified. Oh, that's a good one. Um, But yes, so that relationship ended, and I guess it ended like kind of badly because she checked herself into a mental hospital near Red Hill, Surrey after the relationship ended and was treated for depression. Um, And then she was reported to have made a full recovery after that. And it nice. was it was a voluntary stay too, which Interesting. is like good for her. Okay, yeah. um, she's like got it. She's got it going. Yeah, yeah. So after that, um, she got engaged to a man named John. 
John. <laughs> there are a lot of Johns in this John. story. Is his name, last name Rivet? No. Okay. Because um, that would be too close to Rabbit. Because <laughs> Holly's first pet was named John. John. Yeah. And he was a rabbit. He was a rabbit. John the rabbit. Um, no. She, anyway. she got engaged to John after dating him for just a few months. That's Yikes. unhinged. Which, yeah. That's um, so straight coded. On March 13th, 1964, they had a son named Stephen, or Stefan, depending on how you say it. Um, Their relationship wasn't going super well. Uh, The kid or the couple? No, the couple. Oh, okay. Uh, Sandra and John. Yeah. And so she ended up deciding to move in with her parents and took Stephen with her, her son. Um, But she, like... For whatever reason, she felt like she could no longer take care of her child and didn't want to have him anymore. And so she Mm. had talked to her parents about putting him up for adoption. And that was like what she was planning to do. Um, And her parents decided to adopt him. Um, And so they adopted Stephen in May of 1965. What the... Yeah, I don't know exactly what went on there, but for whatever reason, she was How like... How old was he? Uh, he was... Uh, when that happened. He would have been like a little over a year old when okay. he was adopted. Oh, I was picturing him like already like a child. No, no. Like in a developed like, child and her being like, mm, I don't want him anymore. Mm-hmm. No. no, I mean like it was, from what it sounds like... It was that her relationship fell apart after having the child, mm-hmm. and then she was a single mother in and she was like, the 1960s. I don't want him because I am, yeah. Yeah, okay. she was a single mother in the 1960s in yeah. England. Um, so, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she then ended up moving to Portsmouth uh, with her and lived with her sister, and there she met Roger Rivet, nice. who oh, she no. married on June 10th, 1967. Roger is fine. Oh, um, <laughs> I just always suspect the husband. Yeah, that no, that. true. Um, spoiler, Roger did not kill her. That's my uncle's name. As far weird. as we know. We're narrowing it down. As far as we know. Um, well, you, Roger. Roger was a Royal Navy seaman. Oh. And Sandra, at the time, worked at an orphanage. A lot of her jobs, like, she worked with people who were disenfranchised in some way, like, the kids at the orphanage, or, like, elderly people, or, you know, like, she trying to get a read on this woman. Yeah. Yeah. According to, like, the people who knew her, she was very nice, very kind, just, like, not super well-educated, just was, like, doing what she could to get by, you know? Interesting. Um, Mm. Yeah. Uh, so their marriage also ended up falling apart. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, their marriage. It's like my nightmare. Also fell apart in May of 1974 when Roger started to get suspicious that S- Sandra was like being, being suspicious while he was away on trips for business. She thought he, she wasn't being faithful. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, what is Sandra doing while I'm gone? LOL. Um, From what it sounded like from the sources, it seemed like it was pretty unfounded. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that would be my guess. uh, And then 
and during that time, Sandra was working as a caretaker for an elderly couple. Um, okay. I bet he was just jealous of the old guy getting to spend time with her. Probably. That's I thought what. you were going to say getting the sponge bath. <laughs> <laughs> you went like sp- to say spend time with her, and I literally sponge. thought you were going for the sponge baths. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, okay. Um, about... Those sexy sponge baths. <laughs> you know. A few weeks, a few weeks after, like leaving the employment with the elderly couple and ending things with Roger, she went to go work for the Lukens, who were a prominent entitled family in the area. Oh. So it was Lord and Lady Lucan. And by entitled, you mean they had a title, not entitled. Like no, like. A titled family, not yeah. entitled. I, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually, I missed it. It sounded like yeah. you said entitled. Oh, no. And I was like... And a titled family. Yeah. So they they had a title from the crown. Right. Um, they were Lord and Lady Lucan, even though, like, their last name... I don't know. It's, it's confusing. Yeah. Their last name... Eat the rich, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Lord Lucan's real name is Richard John Bingham. Okay. Bingham. But they go by... No wonder he goes but by But he that. goes by Lord Lucan. Okay. Um, <laughs> because he his family is titled, given a title yeah. by the crown, and, like, is royalty yeah. adjacent, essentially. Yeah. Um, so she went TBH. to go... Okay, this is obviously my perspective. Yeah. Very my perspective. Yeah. But... The fact that this, like, rich, du- this person just, like, went out and was, like, par- some point in their life, this king gave them, or whatever, gave them a title, and now they go by something completely different, kind of transcoded TBH. <laughs> True. Hey. I think it's funny, because I bet this guy would be homophobic. Yeah, probably. True. Um... Anywho. Yeah, so she started working for them. Um, and that would end up being the last job that Sandra ever had, uh, mm. since her employment with the Lukens would lead to her tragic murder on November 7th, 1974. That was so sudden that you just... Gave the date. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so now, like, before we get to the actual night of November 7th, 1974... We can meet the Lucan family. Oh, no. All right. You'll see... You'll start to see where uh-huh. the murder may have happened when we okay. meet the Lucan family. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to get a glaringly obvious suspect. Yes, you will. I'm um, very <laughs> excited for that part. I love making... I can't wait to shit all over this film. Judgments. But mm-hmm. Sandra seems like, you know, she had her relationship struggles, whatever. But... She seems like a generally good person. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any reason to not be rooting for her right yeah. now. You know? I mean, and she is the person who got murdered. <laughs> yeah. Like, unless you're, like, actively bad in some way where I'm like, eh, is the world really worse off? Um, I'll be rooting for you. So, we'll start with Richard John Bingham, who is the Bingham. seventh Earl of Lucan. Which is why he's called Lord Lucan. Uh, well, he's only called Lord Lucan after his father dies. Until then, he is not Lord oh, Lucan. Oh, well, get dead. Um, but he was born on December 18th, 
1934. Um, in throughout December 18th. Yes. Okay. December 18th, 1934. He, I will refer to him as Lord Lucan or John throughout this because he, he was frequently called John. Wait, what was um, his last name? His actual last name. Bingham. 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 I'm going to call him Mr. Bingham. Mr. Bingham. Mr. Um, Bingley. Or maybe I'll call him Bing Crosby. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do a disservice to Bing Crosby. Doesn't he kind of suck? Yeah. yeah, but his music's good. That's true. He doesn't deserve this. No. He um, need that. But I will mostly call him Lord Lucan, not because I want him to have his title, but because there are many people named John. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's true out of context, too. That's true, yeah. There's too many people named John. But in this story, there are many people named John. Yeah. Um, it's like when I did the one with Trainer. Yeah. And it was like every fucking character's name was William, yeah. Williamson, or John. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Get new names. I mean, it's the UK. Yeah. Um, Veronica Duncan okay. was born in 1937 and would be known as Lady Lucan after she ended up marrying Lord Lucan. Um, Veronica... Nice met and veronica is the person who did the 45 minute interview oh with the like veronica knows what's up yeah so that's where i got i got a lot of information directly from veronica Um, veronica that also places the purpose but yeah that places the perspective really well for me too many peas too many peas um true so veronica met him when she met john or Lord Lucan. Okay. Um, when she was staying with her sister, and he was also there. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was unclear, like, what he was doing there, but... I feel like that was... That's like, like, true a lot with, like, people with a lot of money. Yeah. Back, you know, like... They just they have just, people like, staying with them. Like, always... In, the, yeah. like, the East Wing or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck off. Um, but, so he was there. Her sister told her... <laughs> her sister warned her... That um, he had socialist parents and was a gambler. Oh my. And, and I just thought that those were funny things to warn someone about. Yeah. I mean, the second he one. He is I a socialist. Of... He's a socialist. No, Be careful. He's a known socialist. Oh my God. Not even that he was. He, his parents are socialists. Oh yeah, yeah. His parents are known socialists. Judging from everything after this, I don't think he was a socialist. Um, but he ended up asking her out a week later. Um, she described her husband in the interview as a fine figure of a man. Oh my. And godlike. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> That's never a good thing. That's not a yeah. good sign. She also said that he would have compared excellently to her other lovers. Oh my. Um, like that was almost a Honestly, direct quote. I fucking um, love that she's like fucking lining them up in her head. Yeah. She's like, all right, we yeah. got this one, this one, this one. This she, is how they're ranked. She like quite literally was like, he was godlike. And I, and I was like, fuck? I feel like that's the Yikes, kind of phrase man. that almost sounds like there's an implied in bed. Oh, I mean, yeah, I think there is an implied in bed. She's just like British and old. Yeah. So Jesus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he. he Lord Lucan also was a boat guy. Um, he liked to race boats. Okay. And oh. he liked to spend a lot of money on a boat, one of which he named White Migrant. 
and the other he named Migrant, mm-hmm. which makes me feel like he is incredibly racist yeah. as well. Yeah, um, and also the fact that he's into spending money on boats does mm-hmm. not sound very socialist of him. No. Also, my, why? Why yeah. the name? I don't know. I don't know. It just sounds, this is it sounds like one of those Especially, things. My first thought is that it's a bad inside joke. Also, yeah. You're always supposed to name your boat like a lady's name. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a lady's name. Yeah. Um, but Wrong. yeah, he Bring actually, it back. he like, name your new near next girl migrant. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> new name just dropped. <laughs> he also like crashed the boat in the race. He's an idiot. Um, <laughs> and so like, oh my God, he's a car guy who's bad at driving. Yeah. Oh my God. He, except for worse boat guy. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. I can so, see the boat shoes. Okay. Yeah. But sailboat guy. That one feels okay to me. That's yes. worse somehow to me. I don't know. Actually, you're right. The privilege kind of. Yeah. yeah he also, I like, polos. didn't have a job at the time that he was, like, buying these boats and racing them and crashing them. He seems them. irresponsible. Yeah. So he, but like. daddy's got money. Exactly. I was so taken aback by Nikon saying daddy so <laughs> confidently. Wow. I mean, for him, yeah. Damn. <laughs> that's, about, that's kind of how, it, that's basically his life. True. Yeah. Um, around this time, Veronica was 26, which she commented in the interview was getting was getting on in age. Well, that's the um, en- end of spinster time. Yeah. Oh, shit. And he was 29. And so he asked her to marry him. And she at first didn't say anything to him because she was like, I don't know. I kind of like she's kind of a bitch. Um, yeah. And then he asked her again and she was like, OK. Um <laughs> And that's, like, literally, like, how she said it, basically, so in the funny. interview. Um, they... Old people are so weird. I know. They didn't have, like, pretty much anyone of social importance come to their wedding because they weren't very popular. Um, and... Get fucking wrecked. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's because you suck. I know. And years later, he told Veronica that, that she married him when she was old and grateful. As, Jesus. like, a dig at her. And I was like, Dude, yikes, this man what? does not seem positive. He's yeah. a pig. Yeah. Um, one of the people who did attend their wedding, his name is also John. Um, <laughs> Stop. Is he a last name? Yeah, John Aspinall. Um, Ass! Aspinall. Aspinall. That's just, that, I don't know why, but in my head that's Aperol, but wrong. Yeah, it is Aperol, but wrong. Aspinall. Um, Aspinall. But he was the owner of the Claremont Club, which was an exclusive gambling club. Oh, okay. Um, he was, okay. Yeah. So he gave them a wedding gift of money to gamble. That seems like an interesting choice. Yeah. That sounds like a funny way to enable your buddies. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. And when they got there... To the gambling, to the Claremont Club, where they were going to gamble the money that they had been gifted. For um, gambling. Yeah. Veronica noticed that Lord Lucan wanted to join, like, the big, big game, the, like, big gambling game that was going on. Um, and he was turned away and told to go home because they didn't <gasps> want him in the game. Get wrecked. Uh, yeah. And he, I love that. Because he apparently had lost 8,000 pounds. Oh, wait, wouldn't they really want him in the game then? Free no, money? because he like. Oh, he just. Sucks. How do you know if he's good for the money? Because he like he yeah. lost eight thousand pounds, and at the time he only had nine thousand pounds to his name. Oh. So he owed them money. Yeah. 
Yeah. Never mind. I got you. And he literally had 1,000 pounds to his name after that. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but this is reminding me of those episodes of SPU when... Um, <laughs> SVU? SP SVU, Special yeah. Victims Unit, when Rollins is, like, in the gambling yeah, ring. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, weird episodes <laughs> with her. Anyways. Yeah, but... Yeah, so this, this like, fueled his gambling addiction, and Veronica said that this is, like, kind of when it started to be a, an issue and a thing. Right. Um, six weeks after this happened. Okay. His, it's all happening so fast. I know. His father died. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. Oh, now he's Lord. So he, he's yeah. at his low point. He just got told no about his addiction. Uh-huh. more daddy for And him. now he has daddy's money. Now he has daddy's money because he inherits it. Mm, along and... with a golf course. Oh, oh my. Oh, that, that just puts it all into perspective even yeah. more. Yeah. Yuck. Um, he and Veronica bought a house for 17 thousand five hundred pounds which is so cheap it hurts i know um, don't even like can we move on yeah i'm just coasting off of the fact i have no idea what how much a pound is it's slightly more than a dollar i'm not gonna think about what numbers you just said because i've already forgotten them Seventeen thousand. No, no 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 it's okay so it'd be like eighteen thousand it's so nineteen thousand this was the 70s yeah it hurts. Fuck you, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Econ, you sounded so broken. <laughs> I mean, we literally talked yesterday about how because of your student debt, it doesn't seem like you could ever actually buy a house. Yeah. We just need to move on. <laughs> I simply cannot with the Ronald Reagan. That was, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> okay. Oh, I was going to say we should just cut after that. <laughs> so they bought a house. <laughs> okay. Um, they bought a house, they moved in, and they gave birth to their first daughter named Frances. Oh, um, that's cute. Yeah. Uh, around that time, John Aspinall, <laughs> the, the owner of the Claremont Club, sent a letter to Lord Lucan asking him to come gamble again. Oh, please come gamble. Yeah. <laughs> now that you have money. Please come back. Please come over here. Oh, yeah, um, they're all British and posh. Yeah. <gasps> Please return. Oh my, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, and then at this point, after John sent John the letter. Um, <laughs> I hate that that's a, a, a real sentence yeah. in yeah. English. Uh, Veronica said that they would go to the Claremont Club every single day so that Lord Lucan could gamble. And that that's like, that, that was part of their like daily habit. A very sound. Um, method to, oh he's like, doing great yeah, yeah. doing so good mm-hmm. no doubt good boy yeah um she also said that around this time because they had had their first child and it was a girl right. there was a huge expectation placed on her to have a son so that there would be an heir oh of um, course. okay and she said it was like super worrying to her because if you don't have a son then your reputation is in tatters um, and so she, after like a little bit of time, mm. she eventually gave birth to George, her second child, who was this heir that oh, they had. Their, their heir. Yeah. Oh, Francis is a girl. Yeah. I just Francis is that. a girl. Um, George <laughs> is their second child, okay. and then they did eventually have a third child, also a girl, named um, Camilla. Oh, nice. Cam- mm. Camilla. Cam- Camilla. Yeah. 
Um, They're British. Yeah. yeah. Camilla. Yeah. Camilla. Uh, she, <laughs> the interviewer asked her if she thought that she was a good mother. Um, and she responded, quote, I could have been better. Perhaps I stayed in bed too often. Oh, so she was depressed. Yeah. Um, I mean, judging based on everything that's already happened in this recap, yeah. Yeah. Um, We haven't even gotten to the murder part yet. I know. (laughs) I'm already sad for her. She would hire, she would also often hire a temporary nanny to look after the kids while their other nanny was off on that day. Okay. So that she, like, could not have to care for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the kids, (laughs) this was really sad. The kids would call it the glorious day when she would take them out and spend time with them. Oh, that's really sad. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And she, like, said in the interview that she would spend maybe five minutes with the kids each day teaching them to read and write. And she, like, in the interview, she was like, it was, like, the only thing that I could contribute to them that was was meaningful of any sort. Oh, my God. Um, She also said, because they would send the kids away in the summer to, like, a boarding school type of thing. That's pretty common, yeah. Um, And she said in the interview she didn't miss the kids when they were gone for the summer because she knew they were safe with like wherever they were Mm -hmm. um and the interviewer like responded to her and was like um it see like it seems like that's a very cold relationship and she like paused and looked like so confused in the interview and responded quote a cold relationship all my relationships are cold my god she's depressed yeah she seems she seems like she's doing great she's she's thriving you sounded so much like your sister just then (laughs) you sounded just like Lindsay. yeah she sounds like she's doing great (laughs) (laughs) that was a good one yeah yeah you can tell Lindsay we're making fun of her on the podcast excellent good um but yeah so she's doing really good really healthy she's thriving Mm mm-hmm doing great literally Um, this has absolutely nothing to do with anything but i felt like it was important to tell everyone okay interesting Um, but at one point in the interview they were showing a home video that um lord lucan had taken and veronica like is watching it and she said that he really liked to use his camera and the home video just shows him zooming in on women like sunbathing on the beach laying on their stomachs and like it's just him like zooming in on these women okay. laying and she like looks at it looks at the video the home video that the interviewer is like playing and yeah. she says quote well i think you could say he was a bottom man oh my god <laughs> she's such oh. an icon oh my <laughs> oh my god but i'm confused how that's a home video like were the kids at the beach Home videos are just videos that you take yourself. Like, I know, but about... like, but was yeah, it, I mean, they were. It was literally just a video of him perving. Well, yes, that was part of the video. The video like went. It was on. like a beach it's, video. Yeah, it's like oh, a okay. beach video like, when the map. Were the kids at least? They would do home videos of each other at oh, okay. like doing things together. Okay. Yeah. But then he also had to perv on the other. Yeah. One. Okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I, I just want to make sure I understand. He's a man. He has to perv. Well, because he's a bottom man. Because oh, he's wow. a bottom man. He has to observe the bottoms. <laughs> 
He probably was up Heavens. He probably was. Oh. Well, yeah. Well, he was godlike, though. Holly? I feel like that's very top energy. Uh, you know, mm. we can save the speculation for uh, just New a little segment. bit later because oh I my. have more information to add to that. Interesting. Oh, okay, no. let's keep going then. <laughs> the um, Lord and Lady Lucan would also travel together. Uh, but she said she never enjoyed it because she didn't have anyone to share it with because he wasn't communicative. Uh, he, like, she also said that he, like, when talking about this, he, he talked to her more before being married than after. And when she asked him about it, she said that he told her, that's the point of being married. You don't have to talk to the person. What? That sounds like a very... Uh ownership kind of yeah that's very much like i married you so you can pump out as many children as possible baby canon yeah Mm -hmm. um he also was always trying to appear richer than he actually was yeah um after they had been married for four years (laughs) veronica veronica started to have like an emotional affair with another man Um, Probably because she's being completely neglected. Yeah. So they would like see each other at the club and they would have at the Claremont Club where she would go every single day to watch her husband gamble. Um, What else is she going to do? Just stand there and watch him gamble all their money away? She's got to go get herself some arm candy. Exactly. At least you Um, don't do something other than literally watch your husband lose money. Yeah, so she would, she like would see him at the club. They would have dinner together. Like, they spoke on the phone. She, she said that she felt that she had fallen in love with him because he was more sensitive than Lord Lucan was. Um, That doesn't mean a lot. Yeah, I know. Um, The bar is on the ground. The bar is under the ground. The bar is in hell with him. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Lord Lucan started to realize what was going on and, like, warned off the other man and, like, essentially threatened him. Oh, of course. Um, Mm -hmm. And because of that, like, they hadn't been unfaithful or anything, but, like, it was kind of, like, starting. Yeah. Um, They were having the feels. Yeah, they were having the feels. They were in the feels. And And they were vibing. Because he had warned him off... The other man, um, like, stopped talking to Veronica and, like, left it and, like, essentially ghosted her. Mm -hmm. Um, And she became extremely depressed after that because she, like, was no longer She no longer had her escape? Yeah, she no longer had her escape. She no longer had someone who would, like, actually let her talk. Yeah. Crazy. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, the the simp- just the comment alone of him being like, yeah, you don't have to talk anymore after yeah. you're married. Like, that's enough for... That's, yeah, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um. So she... Some sources actually say that she became depressed because of postpartum depression, but she herself is the one who said she became depressed because, like, she was no longer hearing from this other man. So I will take her word yeah, over take, the other yeah. sources. Yeah, um, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> uh, because she was feeling depressed, Lord Lucan then took this as an opportunity to take her to the doctor oh. um, and be like, doctor, is she crazy? Uh-huh. Um, as a man would. Yeah, and she 
like physically ran out of the doctor's office because she didn't want to be institutionalized. Um, and that she eventually like didn't have to be institutionalized. I think mostly because of her like title. Yeah. Um, but they did give her an antipsychotic drug to take at home. Oh my God. Um, which this then, poor woman. Yeah. Which then started the gaslighting. I the see. gaslighting. This this then started Lord Lucan accusing her of mental instability over and over and over again. Okay. Um, she at this point God, she, this poor woman. At this point, mm-hmm. she no longer was able to go to any of the like female general practitioners, doctors mm-hmm. that she was going to. Yeah. They were all male doctors. And she said herself in like the interview that they just would believe anything that Lord Lucan said and wouldn't take her seriously at all. Um, and so that's not helpful. And like he was saying that she was psychotic, and so the doctors were treating her as if she were psychotic. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah, and then um, because of this, Lord Lucan apparently felt like he no longer had to be nice anymore to her, and. This is going to get... Because he has the power. Yeah, this is going to get a little bit graphic here. Okay. He felt he no longer had to be nice to her, and he said he would beat the mad ideas out of her head. Um, He would have her bend over a chair and hit her backside with a cane. Oh, my God. And in the interview, it was actually really heartbreaking because she, like, was talking about this, and then she said, but he could have hit harder. <sighs> like, like it wasn't oh, that bad. He could have hit harder. It's 100% she's justifying him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's so sad. That's really and sad, yeah. afterwards, he would be super affectionate, super of regretful. Of course, love Yep. right away yeah and she was like it only happened two more times he could have like hit me harder <sighs> so sad yeah mm-hmm. um and then the interviewer was like oh did like do you think he was like sadistic and like did he get pleasure out of it and she was she responded like immediately like immediately she was like oh, of course, like, he definitely got pleasure out of it because he would have sex with her afterwards, like, immediately afterwards. Oh. Although, to me, it seems more like that is not sex, that's rape. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would agree. Yeah. So that, like, she said that it was intercourse because she's a lady and would never say the word sex. But mm-hmm. that is not. Or probably rape. Yeah, that is... Yeah, that is, that's so sad. Yeah. That yeah. is so sad. Yeah. God, that poor woman. Um, she I also, forgot that we're, like, not even back I to, know. like, Sandy. We haven't even or, gotten to the murder. Sandy. Sandra. Sandra. Yeah. Um, so she also realized that with the... Because she was like, I thought about it, and I realized that it wasn't something that he just, like, thought of spur of the moment to, like, hit me that he had been planning it and had thought about it a lot because he, like, had the stick that he would use hanging in, like, the their, like, wardrobe, and she had seen it hanging, and before he hit her with it, it had already been, like, the end had already been cut and wrapped already in plastic so that it, like, wouldn't, 
splinter or anything mm-hmm. before he even ever hit her with it and she was like he prepared like he knew what he wanted to do right he, he had it. that for a reason yeah um it wasn't like the first thing he would go grab or something yeah, like he exactly. was like he had a yeah. designated like beating stick yeah um he also like after all of this he constantly would gaslight her and <sighs> ignore her so like constantly just would he like deny it happened kind of gaslit or like um, like just, tell her she's just crazy, it, like you or, deserve it, yeah. mm. you're crazy, you're mentally unstable, like all of mm. those type of things. And it's your fault, it's and your would fault. pretend like she didn't even exist, essentially. Ah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So a deep breath here. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. One day he actually, he also called a doctor and asked if she was fit to be left with the kids. The doctor said yes she's fine to be left with the kids and so he immediately packed his bags and just left the house okay Um, bye yep the doctor said that the doctor who was like yeah she's fine like it's okay um said that her husband another doctor and a social worker had come to him to have her claimed as mentally unfit even though she was um yeah okay um she then went to a lawyer or they said a solicitor but that's just a lawyer Uh um a solicitor yeah so she then went to a lawyer because he abandoned them and she was like you have to not just abandon us like at least provide money or something you know yeah um he also went to a lawyer and said that his lawyers instructed them to take custody of the kids. Um, the state... So they did have a temporary custody... He did have a temporary custody order to take the kids from her. The state registered nurse of Veronica's, who was supposed to have the kids and be bringing them to Veronica's, uh-huh. um, showed up at Veronica's house without the kids and like told Veronica that she had been followed by two men uh, and the husband and that they had told her that that he was supposed to have custody and so he drove off with the children what yeah what what essentially like just and took this the is kids. after he this is kid, after kid, he kidnapped left. yeah and like literally checked if she was fit to be with the kids yep and, and then didn't leave the kids with her anyway. Yeah, no, and then, then the, like left, kidnapped leaving the her kids. underneath, like under the false oh. pretense that she was gonna get to have her kids. It yeah, like then she, stole them. It yeah. sounds like he had a response he wanted, and when he didn't get it, he said, "Yeah, that's a way. true. That's yep. true. Yeah." <laughs> and know what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> Never. No. no and then you. they, um, so she, Veronica, called the police when. Her kids didn't come home with the nanny, obviously. And they told her that they couldn't do anything because Lord Lucan had obtained temporary custody of the kids. So, like, he technically had custody of them, but, like, went about it in the worst way possible. Yeah. Um, She fought the court order, giving him temporary custody, and had to prove that she wasn't unstable by checking herself into a facility (laughs) and having them confirm it. Which this is, is so needless. Yeah. All of this. Yeah. Lord, I bet so much of it's because she's a woman, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. And Lord Lucan used to, like, while they were separated, he used to provoke her into emotional outbursts. And, and 
Sorry. And Ugh. then when she responded to him provoking her, she would he would he would record her and oh, like great. record what she said. And in in one of the video in one of the like recordings that he did, um, she in the interview she was describing it and she was like, Yeah, I would insult him and I would say terrible things because like he had provoked me into responding. Of course. That's and what you do, you just do whatever your brain yeah, can. Exactly. And so she she was like, I was insulting him by saying, quote, <laughs> You miserable, weak, drooping little penis. <laughs> this lady is fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I want that on the she, shirt. Oh, she is an icon. Yeah. And so she like, and for anyone who has not experienced those type of relationships, when you're emotionally dysregulated, which is what that is of like, when someone, someone tries to push your buttons like that. Well, it goes beyond pu- just pushing your yeah, buttons. It's pushing you so far to the limit that you Oh, I guess have I've, no... I'd say I'm more of like um, when mashing in... your buttons. Well, when you're in fight yeah. or flight. Yeah. You're basically, they're pushing you so far to your limit that you're forced to basically do, say... Whatever you need to whatever, to survive. Yeah, you're, you are only choosing survival yeah your brain goes into lizard brain and it's like you'll mm-hmm. you'll lie you will do literally you will do anything. anything you will do anything to yeah. survive that situation and so you like it's just low to do that and record it and yeah it's, it's fucked up to do it period yeah. low is a hilarious way to describe it because that's so like yeah casual. it's mild yeah. yeah um but he he did play these recordings in court and it ended up making him look way worse than it made her look and did he not cut the part where he no. goaded her <laughs> no he's, i don't think so he's literally dumb he's so fucking stupid he's, yeah. his penis is small and he's dumb <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so just to he, clarify oh, he and like, he also is only his penis yeah he's just a drooping miserable little penis <laughs> no brains in there is. <laughs> miserable weak drooping little penis it's <laughs> my new favorite insult um, but so he, he like ended up looking way worse than she did, obviously. And so she ended up getting custody, but he also would tap her phones and would get the nannies that she hired to inform on her to um, him yikes. and like, no, thank like you. was hardcore stalking her. Yeah. Um, she did get custody, but he got awarded every other weekend and oh, half God. the holidays with of the course. kids. Of course. Um, and the she classic. was... Yeah, and she was required to have a nanny when the when the kids were staying with her. Meanwhile, he was not required to have a nanny Even when the kids were staying with him. Even though he literally never fucking takes care of the I'm children. I'm sure he yeah. never took like, care of she them. She did five minutes, and he did negative twenty. Yeah, yeah. He found a way to be taking away their time. What? Exactly. Especially because she said that like after their separation is when he started a relationship with the kids because oh, of he course. had. He had, he had to. never like interacted with them before, basically. Right, right. Um, and the court, like, his financial situation at this point was also like terrible, um, <laughs> because he That's so cursed. He was in gambling debt, obviously. Oh, obviously. Um, on top of that, he had underestimated the amount that a lawyer would cost, <laughs> and so he He's was so dumb. He was in major legal debt as well, oh which is. An excellent setup for where we're at, situation-wise. Oh, great. Okay. When the murder happens. Got uh, it. Uh, uh, oh, oh, oh. 
I'm seeing how I'm heading uh-huh. how it connects. Please keep going. Yeah. We actually are going to stop here. Um, because at, Holly's unhinged. Because I am unhinged <laughs> and I can't be stopped. And this is going to be our first like actual two-parter where one topic goes for two episodes. Um, so you're going to have to wait a week to hear more about the actual the murder itself and the theories. And for like what we put in our cabinet and all yeah, of that. Yeah, and what we put in our cabinet. Um, so welcome to the end of this episode. Welcome. And <laughs> welcome. You've been here this whole time. <laughs> you, you've been here this whole time, but welcome to the end. Um, <laughs> We're at Armageddon. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah, so that is, that's going to be it for this week. Check in next week for the rest of this episode. You get to hear about all that murder. Yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you for listening. And as always, thank you, Nikon. Yes. You're welcome. And thank you, Trainer. For our intro outro. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> and um, uh, follow us oh, on yeah. Instagram at the Macabcast Pod. Send us an email at the Macabcast Pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And. Um, don't check forget it. to like and subscribe. Not like. Oh, yeah. We don't do that. No, we don't. We. We don't do that, but don't forget to rate and subscribe. Rate, rate review, review, subscribe. Oh, subscribe. So uh, <laughs> good try. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. And uh, what's in your cabinet? Good night. <laughs>